Easy Does It, your cool guide to investing. But I see now that a lot of people, especially the young people that I follow on Fin Twitter, are very you know stick about investing, and that's why I try my best to motivate more Namibians to start investing. But I'm very hopeful that we'll get there as a nation. Yeah, clearly the work that you're doing on social media and the work that Easy Equities is doing is working. Because a very interesting thing is our second biggest listenership base is actually Namibians. So a lot of Namibians listen to the show. And I think it speaks to the fact that people are excited, but people want to learn. They want to they educate themselves a little bit more in investing. And I think Easy Equities through the podcast and you, you know, an average person on social media is doing such a great job. Welcome to Easy Desert, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. Turn your stove all the way up on the Easy Does It podcast because we'll be cooking up another great portfolio with an investor and this time we're taking it all the way to Namibia. My name is DJ At Large and thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. And today we're joined by Miss Easy Vesta. Yokobine is her name. She's all the way from Namibia, very passionate about financial literacy and uh, helping people to start owning the market. Welcome to you, Miss An Easy Investor. Uh, thank you, Sapo, for having me. Oh, man, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Out of interest, we're obviously recording the episode remotely. Where are you currently based right now? I'm based in the capital city of uh, Namibia. That's Windhoek. Oh, man, I've never been to Namibia. uh, So hopefully one of these good days I'll be there and you will show me around. Yes, I'll do that. You're welcome. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. So before we get into your portfolio and we start cooking it up, I've got a random money question for you. Um, What's been the worst piece of financial or investment advice that you've received? Oh, well, I was actually told that investing is only for the rich people uh, because to start, you need a lot of money. But now I realize that I had previously believed this because of my lack of knowledge is now even with a $50 a month, you can be able to invest. Now platforms like Easy Equities make it so much simpler. Yes. So are you willing to play a little bit of a game with me? Yes, yes, please. Cool stuff. So it's a game of never have I ever. I've got three <laughs> statements that I'm going to I'm gonna share with you. And then I want you to tell me if it's something you've never done or it's something that you have done. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool stuff. So the first one is never have I ever showed off my investment portfolio online. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Can I maybe rather just sip on my tea? (laughs) Uh, But actually, (laughs) but uh, to be honest, I've done that. But I've done it because it excited me. And I wanted to share this excitement with, uh, with people. Because I wanted them to see that investing is actually real. It's not a joke. And, and, and I love the reasoning that you did it. Because I sometimes feel like people do it to show off. But for you, it sounds like it was, you know, you were proud that you've invested and you've gone through this journey. And now you wanting to share it with your community on Twitter. So uh, I'm giving you a high five. <laughs> so let's go on to the second statement. Never have I ever bought a stock because I had a gut feeling. <laughs> so when I started investing... I actually didn't have any clue of what I was doing. Please don't laugh at me. Um, so what I did was I looked at prices 
stock prices obviously before COVID because I only started investing when COVID started. Okay. So I was like, I look, uh, I'll buy stocks that were obviously high, like the stock prices was up before COVID okay. because I believe that um, the stock price will go up again and I'll obviously get rich. But that's not the case. Surprisingly, I still hold two companies that I bought based on my gut feelings and they've actually been doing really well in my portfolio. And, and hopefully later on in the conversation, you'll share what those two stocks are. So obviously on the on the Easy Does It podcast, we don't judge. I think it's very interesting to hear people's stories, to hear how people invest and to sort of get a little bit of their recipe. So the last statement is never have I ever sold a stock because I panicked. <laughs> I did, hey? <laughs> which, stock, which stock was making you panic? I actually sold a banking stock. I think it was um, NetBank. Because of some news, some bad news that were surfacing, you know, on the internet about them. But actually, because I thought it was going to lower the, the, the share price, but it turned out I was wrong because the stock kept, you know, going up. Oh, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for playing the game and, and being so honest with us. So, Miss Easy Investor, how would you describe your investment strategy? Okay, when I started investing, I was mostly buying individual stock because okay. I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know about index funds. But now that I have, you know, learned so much, so I am more of an index fund and a few strategy. So this is where I lean more towards buying index funds. And then I have a few individual stocks in my portfolio. So I actually like this strategy because I think it has low risk and of, of course less work because I'm studying and stuff like that. So because researching stock really takes up a lot of time. Yeah, I, I think it, it makes sense to buy, you know, your your, your ETFs where you know there's been yeah. research, it gives you good exposure, it, it brings down your risk. So that makes quite a lot of sense. I'm very curious to know a little bit about your money story. So what encouraged you to start investing and how did you discover Easy Equities? I'm assuming this was during the COVID uh, time. I mean, you did explain that. So I'd, I'd like for you to, to rewind back and tell us a bit about how you got started. Going back to that, uh, actually growing up, my mom was a single mom, obviously, because my dad uh, passed away when we were young. So, and I saw how my mom struggled to pay for me and my siblings, of, of course, adversity. So in my second year, I actually had to take out a bank loan to pay for my studies because I just couldn't allow my mom to go through all that. And, you know, because she was paying for me and my, other, my big sister was also in university. Mm-hmm. But then I was lucky enough to get a grant in my third year and my final year. So when I started working, I used to save a lot of money, okay. obviously in fixed deposit accounts, because that's all I knew. At the time, yes, yes. At the time, yes. And that's also what I saw my, my mom doing. Fast forward in 2019, I because I was tired of you know having money in the bank account and you know that fixed rate you get from the bank was just not cutting it for me. So in 2019, I had a conversation with actually one of my colleagues, also my friend, about how my money is in the bank. It's frustrating me because it's not growing. So uh, my colleague told me about money market funds, and I thought it was a good idea you know, to start there. So we went to see a fund manager to open our account. So when we got there, me and my friend, we didn't have any clue 
of what investment is. So me and my friend, when we're sitting there, you know, we're talking to the fund manager, like we're hoping that, okay, fine. He will just tell us like, you know, this is where you need to put your money. But then what the fund manager did was like, oh, here are the fund fact sheets, you know, go read and, you know, come back to me and let me know what you want to invest in because we are not allowed to, you know, offer financial advice. I was so not happy because we didn't understand what the fund fact sheet was all about. So we just, you know, packed it there. That was in 2019. Uh, him saying that he's not offering financial advice is just something that I understand now. Uh, but back then I was not happy. So that's why I didn't invest. So in 2020, during COVID, I think I was scrolling around on Twitter and then I discovered Easy Equity and... To this day, I've never looked back. Oh man, I absolutely love that. I, I want to know more about Namibians in general. Um, are they as enthusiastic about investing as South Africans? I think because of the ne- lack of knowledge, uh, financial knowledge, some people in my country still keep money in their bank accounts. And for them, that's investing because most of us, I think that's what we saw our parents doing. And I say this because that's also what I thought. And this is due to the lack of financial knowledge that I had. But I see now that a lot of people, especially the young people that I follow on Fin Twitter, are very you know, enthusiastic about investing. And that's why I try my best to motivate more Namibians to start investing. But I'm very hopeful that we'll get there as a nation. Yeah, clearly the work that you're doing on social media and the work that Easy Equities is doing is working because a very interesting thing is um, our second biggest listenership base is actually Namibians. So a lot of Namibians listen to the show and I think it speaks to the fact that people are people are excited but people want to learn they want to they want to educate themselves a little bit more in investing and i think easy equity through the podcast and you you know an average person on social media is doing such a great job uh, for those who don't know what your social media handle is uh, just give us your handle so that we can follow you as we're listening to the episode my twitter handle is miss jacko miss i think underscore jacko Oh man, I'm definitely following you already and I hope the rest of Namibia and South Africans as well do follow you. So let's talk a bit about those people who are new to investing. What would you say are the key ingredients to cooking up a great portfolio? I would think that the first thing that you need to do if you want to cook up a great portfolio, you need to determine the amount of risk that you are willing to take because obviously you putting your money away is risky. Mm. So you need to know what type of risk are you willing to take? Obviously, also based on how much money you have or how much money you are willing to put away. So once you have determined this, you need to pick a goal for your portfolio. Like, why am I investing? Am I investing because, you know, I want some income or do I want some capital growth or do you want like a cocktail of both? Like, you want both income and capital growth. And then once you have determined that, then you need to decide on the asset distribution. Like what assets are you going to have within your portfolio? Are you going to buy ETFs? Are you going to buy bonds? Are you going to buy single stock? Or are you going to keep cash? So based on that, then you distribute your money according to a percentage of how much you want each asset to have in your portfolio. And then once you have decided on all these three, the next thing is now to pick a broker that you are going to use obviously to invest and when it comes to brokers um, 
there are things that you also need to you know to look into whereby some charge you know like a monthly maybe monthly fee or the brokerage fee or commission or you know the reliability because i see a lot of people being scammed on twitter and stuff like that because we don't put in effort into actually determining whether the brokers we are going to use are actually reliable and then uh, the next step is actually you need to decide am i going to put a lump sum to build my portfolio or am i going to do a monthly contribution and remember that it's always good to have an emergency fund it's very important so that you are not going to sell your investment before the time scale that you have set you know your investment to be like is it 2 years or 5 years that's why an emergency fund is always important you know this is why i enjoy your content on social media it's simple it's straightforward sometimes people overcomplicate things so in terms of that you know you know you know cooking up a great portfolio you spoke about you know you've got to determine your risk how much risk do you want to take what are your objectives what do you want to achieve with your money and then you got to look at which assets do you want is it bonds is it etfs is it single stocks and then you know you need to allocate and split the money you know choosing a stock broker and for me easy equities is stand out it's the top one to go for you know cost simplicity a great app uh, lots of of things that you can invest in and then of course you then got to start thinking about your contributions is it monthly is it a lump sum so i love that in terms of cooking up this great portfolio you also so simple so straightforward and then also talking just about the importance of having that uh, emergency fund which i think is great so let's get into your portfolio right uh your coban i want to know what are your three best performing shares or ETFs this year. This year has been difficult, it's been tricky, but what have been the three best performing uh, so far, whether it's single stocks or whether it's ETFs which you said uh, are your fave. You know my gut feeling, I bought stocks that I still yes. hold in my portfolio today, but I kept them because I think when I joined Twitter, that was in 2020, I actually learned how to do research and I actually I analyzed the stocks that I bought. and then i had to sell some because i just realized like i was like oh my god what did i buy so one of those company okay two of them that i kept was motus and then alviva those are my actually my best performing stocks in my portfolio currently and then the third one obviously it's you know pepper group ppe the people's favorite <laughs> those are my three best performing stocks actually my etfs are They are sleeping for now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the single stocks that seem to be leading the way so far. Yes. So let's yes. move to the worst performing. I know nobody wants to talk about the worst performing shares. There's one that I have in my portfolio that's giving me sleepless nights. But it's not about me. It's about you, the easy investor. What are the three worst performing stocks or ETFs that you have in your portfolio this year? Oh uh, wow that will actually be my US stocks the the US market has been bleeding so badly uh so the first one is neo mm-hmm. and then the second one is desktop metal and then the third one is actually an ETF which is the Sinjia Fourth Industrial Revolution those are actually my worst performing shares and ETFs yeah. this year. And, and I think for those who are new to investing, I think it's important to know that, you know, when we invest, we're talking about the long term. So we're not focused on the fact that it's down for the next 
two, three months, so I'm going to sell it. So, you know, when you've done your research and you know what you've bought, it's all about long-term holding onto that share. So I, I want to know a little bit about the research uh, component. You did speak about the fact that, you know, now that you've gotten onto Twitter, you, you do your research. Uh, what kind of research do you do when you're deciding on an ETF to buy or a single stock to buy? I make sure you're not a financial person for those who are listening. Mm-hmm. So just to let people know that you don't need, you know, financial background for you to be able to invest. We can all learn because I've never done finances in school. So when it comes to researching stock, I'm still learning as I go back. This has been, you know, a wonderful journey. So the first thing that I do is I do fundamental analysis where I look at the company's financials because you obviously need to understand the company's financial position. And then I also look at the management of the company and then also the company's competitive advantage because obviously we want to, you know, invest in companies that are doing better than their peers. This information I find in company financial reports and then I combine it with news from analysts and podcasts and stuff like that. I've also recently just started learning about technical analysis where the guy who's teaching me told me that never marry your stocks. (laughs) I'm actually still comprehending, you know, every day. But actually, technical analysis is good because it's actually currently helping me to decide on when to enter positions, you know, after I've actually done my fundamental analysis. I use both fundamental analysis and technical analysis. Ah, so using those two methods. I think uh, another favorite of mine is using the research portal on the Easy Equities website because then the clever people do all of the research and I sort of just benefit from their hard work. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a nice one, yeah. Yeah, so I love that you've shared, you know, how you go about doing your your research. Uh, Another random money question that I have is if you could have a sneak peek into somebody else's portfolio, who would it be and why? That's an interesting one because no one actually. Um, I say this because I consider investing to be, you know, personal. Mm-hmm. Since obviously I'm investing for my own dreams and aspirations. So I will not comprehend the reason for someone else's portfolio because I do not know their investment objectives and why they pick certain stocks. And I will feel like a, you know, like a copy, kind of like a copycat investor if I sneak peek at their portfolio somehow, you, you know, you know, you get what I mean? Like it goes back to what you mentioned in terms of cooking up a portfolio, the objectives, what are your objectives? What do you want to, to achieve, which is going to be different from person to person. Yakobine, for those people who are new to investing, they're afraid to get started Whether it's South Africans, Namibians, what words of encouragement and advice do you have for those individuals? My words of encouragement will be, you know, just start. So basically, you need to come up with a personal financial roadmap. You need to sit yourself down and, you know, take an honest look at your entire financial situation and understand it uh, to understand what risk you are comfortable taking, which because this will allow you to decide whether you're going to buy stock, you know, government bonds or mutual funds or wherever you're going to keep your money. But most importantly, always make sure that you have an emergency fund. Yeah, the emergency fund is so, 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 so important. In terms of um, looking into the future, uh, what's currently in your stock watch list? So which ETFs and uh, single stocks are you sort of considering thinking about investing in in the future? Uh, Well, um, I think I'm currently happy with the ETFs that I'm holding. 
I'm not planning on adding any new ETF with stock. I'm also not currently at the moment buying new stock. I'm trying to top top up on what I already have. Except I'm waiting for, I'm so passionately waiting for the Coca-Cola IPO that will be coming on the JSE hopefully very soon. So I'm just getting my conviction money ready for that IPO. That's what I'm doing. That's what is on my watch list now. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Of course, you share a lot of great information threads on your social media handles. Uh, where do we get in touch with you in terms of social media uh, and all your various platforms? Uh, well, I'm actually just on Twitter. Uh, as I said, my handle is ms slash jaco. I mean, not slash uh, the dash jaco or Miss Easy Vesta. That's my handle on Twitter. Oh, man. Thank you so much for giving us your time and uh, for looking into your portfolio as you cook it up for us. Thank you a lot, Topo, for having me. And I look forward to, you know, just uh, motivating more people to start and actually so that they can change their money story, obviously, with easy equity thank you for pressing play on the easy does it podcast a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcasts let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities